Male Lion Coalitions Explained. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in this episode I'm going to hand over to Matt, and he's going to share some insights on male lion coalitions. Now, even though leopard is normally the most sought-after safari subject and photographic subject, a trip doesn't seem quite complete without seeing big male lions. There's something special, something royal, regal about them. Now, in the past, I've done an episode on male lions, as did Trevor. So once you've finished with this episode, you can also go and check out episode 354, in which I share a bit of an update on male lions and when they fought at Mala Mala. Made for a great story. And also episode 318, in which Trevor also gave some insight and background as to how male lions operate in coalitions. Hope you guys enjoy this one. If you have any questions, hit Matt up, hit any one of the guides up, and yeah, have a great weekend. Cheers, guys. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I hope you're well and going strong in 2022. I hope things are on the up for you. Um, I'm very excited about today because I've just finished writing a blog on male lion coalitions. And so I was asked uh, to rehash an old blog written um, and to rediscuss the whole what is a male lion coalition and, you know, just go through the whole um, sort of process around a lion's behavior and their livelihood. And I love it. I love I loved this question when I was guiding. So when I was a safari guide and guests would ask this question, and if we had the wonderful opportunity of coming across a male lion coalition, I would absolutely love diving into detail um, around this. And before I get into it, you know, every time we talk about male lion coalitions, I remember when I was guiding in the Sabi Sands, uh, Timbavati area, so basically near the, near the Kruger National Park in South Africa, um, there was a bunch of uh, trackers there, good friends of mine, um, who would always tell the story and the details of the story kind of got lost in translation maybe, I think. And we've got a bit of a creative or poetic license, but um, it's a great story nonetheless. I have heard it a few times across different boards, so there is a thread of truth in it. And the reason I love this story is because it really kind of gives you a sense of pride and power and that sort of that really staunch relationship that male lions have got with one another when it comes to coalition. And so we'll get into the coalition stuff now, but the story goes like this. So one day the guys, the the rangers in the area, I think it was in Sabi Sands um, near the Kruger Park, they went on a game drive. Um, I think it was in the morning and they came across a male lion and they quickly recognized which male lion this one. It was one of the, this is the resident, one of the resident male lions of a coalition of five brothers. And so a coalition is kind of, means you know a group of male lion for now let's just call it that and we'll explain later so anyway they came across this male lion and he was doing as male lions do and that was marking his territory so he would walk from you know down the road walk from bush to bush um scent mark and rub up against it with his mane and spread his scent everywhere um marking his territory as you know cats do um and of course you can recognize these male lions because they they've got distinct distinguishing features you know whether a scar on the eye or something or the other so anyway they recognize this male lion being part of that coalition of that area here sometimes these coalitions you know the males will go off on their own um to to make a lighter load i suppose um of the work um, and that is you know guarding their territory marking their territory and looking for the lionesses checking in on them checking in on the cubs etc um, you know, so sometimes the, the not all five will move, move together, essentially, 
um, perhaps one or two might go their separate ways, especially the more dominant males. They'll they'll have, be a little bit more busier than the others. So this particular male was marking his territory. And as far as lion sightings go, it was a pretty standard lion sightings, as beautiful as it was, um, but nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, and the way that the trackers describe it, what happened next was just completely unforeseen. The bush in front of the male lion to where he was walking just exploded and just like as though a thunderstorm had just suddenly appeared overhead. There was roaring and growling and dust and just male lions everywhere. And what had happened was um, intruders or a coalition of another five male lions. It was either four or five. Like I say, the details vary slightly. Four or five, let's say for five male lions came barreling out of this bush and they jumped this male lion and he just had no hope whatsoever. He was completely caught off guard, quickly surrounded and pinned down. Um, it was just an absolute disaster. And within seconds, how things had changed was just, you know, beyond comprehension. But anyway, so male lion pinned. He, being a male lion, of course, they don't quite give up that easy. And he managed to fight his way out of this little um, awkward situation and managed to find a gap and run. And of course, all other five males were now um, hot on his tail. The reason for this fight, of course, as a lot of us may know, is territorial. These new intruders were coming to kill this male lion because he was competition. He was the one standing in the way of them being the dominant male of the area and of them siring cubs in that area. So this is why they wanted to, to kill him, essentially. So they chased him and caught him and chased him and caught him and chased him and caught him. And it didn't look good. Anyway, he found himself in an even worse predicament when he rounded the corner and um, got trapped in a quarry. So basically where, you know, the, the, they'd been digging for the road fixing and now there's these steep walls and this male line's now completely surrounded and trapped. Five males on one, not looking good. And there was roaring. Can you imagine the noise? I mean, for anyone who's experienced the lion roar in the past would know that it's intense. So off the, you know, off the charts roaring and just craziness. And, you know, the trackers describe it and I love this part of the story. This is where it really takes an awesome turn where this male lion almost gave out this one last bellow. You know, you could you could see his seconds were were diminishing to his death. You know what I mean? Like, well, he didn't have much time left. Let's put it that way. And almost in one last attempt, he gave out this almighty roar. And another explosion came out of the bush from behind the, the five males. Yet another four males came barreling out. His brothers had heard the commotion. Some trackers like to tell the story that the brothers heard um, his brothers cry for help. I prefer that version. Who knows? They probably heard all the commotion, came to investigate, saw intruders, and then four brothers came bursting out of the bush. And it was just, imagine, like nine or ten lions just everywhere, just fighting madness. But within seconds, um, these fights don't generally last all that long. And within seconds, the five intruders were tail between the legs running for their lives. And the brother you know, who had been trapped, simply licked his wounds. Shortly after that, they were all rubbing heads and, you know, this low greeting growl that they do, you know, as a way of affection and just affirming that they are there for one another. But I love that story. Again, yeah, details vary, but the fact of the matter is that that's why coalitions are formed for that exact reason. So, you know, strength in numbers, you know, the lions want to make sure that they are at their strongest. And when there's more of them, they are stronger. So the reason that they want to band together and, you know, and be stronger as a unit is quite simply because they want to protect their territory because within their territory are the lionesses and with the lionesses are their offspring. They have an 
exceptional drive, a very strong instinctual drive to mate, reproduce, and protect their young. So by forming coalitions, they can do that um, much more effectively. Had that male lion been on his own, he wouldn't have stood a chance. We know that. And within you know a few minutes, he would have been mauled to death. I'm quite sure of it. And sadly, you know what happens thereafter is that those male lions, those five, four or five male lions would have moved into the territory, found the lionesses, and what lions do when they take over a territory is kill their cubs. So immediately, those um, cubs were in danger. You know, had those brothers not come to the rescue, um, all of their cubs would have been killed because what that then does is it forces the lionesses within their territory to go back into estrus. So then they can mate to that lioness and then their bloodline survives. Now, before you go ahead and judge and say that's really harsh, it's actually a very good way of nature making sure that the strongest gene survives because if those male lions were not strong enough to protect the lionesses, then the cubs would not have grown up as strong as lion cubs should be, arguably speaking. So because they were strong enough to sort of defend their territory, one would think that they've got good genes, they've got great strong, healthy genes that are also in their cubs so that the future generations are protected. So that's, in essence, why coalitions are formed, you know, to help strengthen numbers and to protect what's most valuable to them. And that's territory because of lionesses, because of cubs, when it comes down to it. Some might argue that there's also hunting grounds that are being protected, but, you know, the lionesses will generally move between areas that are good for hunting and therefore attract the males into those areas. So I guess the argument is sound. But let's just take it back a little bit as well, because if you want to look at the life of a male lion, where it begins, there's a couple of questions that come around, you know, like how are co- coalitions formed? You know, what are the rules? And you know, is it only brothers that, that form coalitions is quite a common question being asked. So let's quickly discuss it and look through it um, and go through their life cycle. So a lioness, you know, gest- gestation, gestation period for a lioness, I need some more coffee hashtag. Um, is about, what, 90 to 100 days, depending, okay? So it's a very quick gestation, and she can have a litter of anywhere between four and six males. If, okay, let's look at an example of a litter of six. Okay, let's say, for example, there are three males and three females. Generally, what will happen in the line sort of uh, behavior or, or structure is that the three males will go on in life to form a coalition, the three brothers, and generally the three lionesses may form a breakaway pride or rejoin their own pride. That gets a little bit tricky and that's perhaps a story for another time. But the male lions, generally speaking, would form their own coalition. So that's pretty cool, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. And you know, for those male lions, those three male lions, let's continue with this example. Um, For the first three years of their life, they're gonna have it relatively easy you know in comparison to what the rest of their life looks like and when i say relatively easy it's still difficult they are still cubs and they still need to be protected by their mother and they themselves need to survive but also need to get big and strong and they need to get the bruises um, and the bumps in their play fighting and lessons learned so that one day they can be tough and ready for what they have to do as a male lion so about three years, three and a half years, roughly, they pretty much flying under the radar, mum's protecting them and all as well, considering, of course, that there isn't a takeover from the dominant male lion. So if their fathers are able to protect them and their territory. So their fathers will also play a very important role those first three years, three and a half years. 
he will help guide them, nurture them, father them. He'll make he'll even allow them to eat first at a or rather eat with him first at a carcass. You know, that's how much of a role he plays within those young males' lives. And come three years, three and a half years, things might start to change, should they make it that far already. So that's when they start becoming quite sexually mature. Um and also <laughs> sexually curious. And so you they start to let's just say, practice um, with what is around them, uh, for the lack of a better expression. And it becomes a bit unbearable for the lionesses. Also around kills, they start becoming male lions and they start becoming very assertive and their dominancy instincts are starting to kick in. So it's a very confusing time for them as well because there's a whole lot going on um, where they're starting to fight back and push back and the lionesses get a bit uncomfortable with it. Somebody who gets even more uncomfortable with it, however, is the male lion because up till now the three three and a half years he's been putting them back in their place you know if they step out of line he, it's a simple snarl a growl and in a bit more of an extreme case he might give a bit of a paw to the head and a you know a bit of a small roar just to remind them that he is boss come three three and a half years the you know their their sort of hormones are changing and the male lion will pick up on that he starts to feel threatened even by his own sons and so this becomes a massive problem. Now, bearing in mind of those three, they could be fathered by different male lions. If there's a radio coalition in, that is part of that pride, that lioness, in other words, those three males' mother, could have mated with many males in that coalition. And so now it becomes very tricky because now all of a sudden, the dominant male of the pride, who may have shifted during their three years, might get uncomfortable with them being there the other father might help protect them and still feel that protective um, sort of instinct in him. And so it gets very awkward for all. Ultimately, what does happen at three and a half is they get driven out of the pride and out of the territory because they don't want to have them hanging around in the territory because within a heartbeat, they're going to be four, four and a half years old in their prime and chasing their dad off the throne, which is not ideal for dad. So almost overnight, and I've actually sort of bear witness to this myself, where, you know, I've seen male lions being driven from the pride on quite a few occasions. And it's quite something because, you know, you'll go to bed that night having watched those lions play and being loving and all sorts. And then all of a sudden the next morning, it's just absolute carnage in the pride where these young males are getting driven out. So quite a hectic affair, quite a intense moment. And, you know, so these male lions will ultimately get driven out at three, three and a half and dad will continue. And by that stage, the, the mother would have probably gone back into estrus and may even be pregnant. She will also join in on the pushing out because for her, she's got extra mouths coming up to feed and she's going to want to focus her energy on that. And these male lions are starting to get a bit naughty in terms of their mating learnings, let's put it that way. And around the kill, they're getting quite dominant and it's just becoming a bit of a pain. So everybody chases these poor young males out of the pride. Sorry, I shouldn't use the word poor, but sometimes it is a bit hectic. Um, and yeah, so off the male lines go. And, and now, three and a half, four years old, they become very nomadic. The three of them will stick together. For the most part, in most circumstances, this will be the case. They'll stick together and they'll become nomadic. They now need to fly under the radar and make sure that they aren't found by any other male lions in the territories that they are moving in between. They become very rickety and raggedy during this phase of their life where you know, they're feeding off scraps. They're often chasing hyenas of kills or a cheetah if they come across it or 
They scavenge on very old carcasses. Their hunting skills are still getting tuned in. Big misconception, I'll put a disclaimer in here very quickly, that male lions don't hunt. Females do all the hunting and male lions are lazy. It is simply not true, at least not completely true. Uh, male lions are very efficient hunters, and it's during this phase when they learn to become exceptional hunters. Um, I will touch on the other hunting maybe a little bit later on. Or maybe it's a story for a different time. <laughs> Let's see how we go. Anyway, so they start hunting successfully and unsuccessfully during this time. They scavenge and off they go for about a year, maybe a year and a half, sometimes even as long as two years, depending on the prey species in the area and the territories they find them in. If they survive all of this, you know, bearing in mind they've survived uh, attempted coalition takeovers during their, when they were cubs, now they survived their dad's onslaught, now they fly, fly under the radar for, you know, a year, year and a half, two years, um, avoiding other male lions, and they've survived all of that, let alone the snakes, the hyena clans after them, um, you know, any potential dangers, you know, the crocodiles are drinking water. Can you imagine getting to this point in your life as a male lion? There's many, many obstacles that you've got to try and um, avoid and, and survive. So they get to the point of four, four and a half. They've, by now, they've become super tough. They've survived a lot. They've put up with a lot. They've become heck of a tough. They've been starving. They've hunted. They've sharpened their skills. Now they've got their testosterone flowing. They're now becoming properly male lions. And at three, when they're getting kicked out of the pride, they've got mohawk manes and a bit of um, a mane forming around their chin. By four and a half, five years old, now we're getting into that area they are now looking quite full-maned. Um, a small mo mohawk perhaps on the head still, but their testosterone is kicking in and that bravado is coming along with it and they are ready. At this point, they become they move from nomadic and they look at territories to potentially take over. Again, this is where coalition now comes into play because they would have helped each other hunt, now they're going to help each other fight. And so they're going to join forces to look for territories where there's potentially less males or a weaker coalition that they can take on. And don't be fooled, a coalition of three can 100% take on a coalition of five. They'll give it a go. It might not last too long, or they might be successful. We've seen some weird things happen out in the bush. That's what a male lion's all about. They're simply not scared to have a, have a go. They've, let's say five years old, comes along for these three young males in our example, they come along and they manage to dislodge a male line or a coalition of male lines. So this is awesome now. Well done to them. You know, they've got this far. That's brilliant. But now another challenge starts. Now they've got to find the lionesses. They've got to assert their dominancy over those lionesses as well. So not only do they have to knock the males off the top of their pups, but they've now got to go to the lionesses and prove that they are male lion worthy. Now the lionesses don't necessarily want the proof because they're protecting cubs. So these male lions have got to really dominate the lionesses and really push them over the edge to make sure that those lionesses don't give them any more trouble. This can too get quite violent. Um, these injuries in these fights, you know, depending on what the injury is and where it is, it can really be fatal um, and detrimental to them. A limp for too long can mean that they're a weaker male and other males can move in very quickly or previous males come back to reclaim their throne. So a lot can happen. These lionesses, you know, fail to protect their cubs. These male lions will kill them. We know that. We discussed that already. Now, these male lions have got to make sure that they mate with these females. But bear in mind this. Whilst this is all happening, you know, especially during this moment now when, the, when a lioness comes into estrus, it drives these males mad. So although they've had an extremely strong bond and fought together and been extremely powerful as a unit, 
it takes a lioness and estrus to break them apart. This is when now the pecking order, which can be um, organized from birth, will start to take effect. So the male lion, who is the most dominant, will probably mate to the lioness first and the longest. But who is that male lion? Who is that dominant male? And when those pheromones of that lioness, uh, or that, you know, when they pick up that she's in heat, my goodness, do they have an absolute go to each other. So it is an absolute disaster. Um, so now they've got to f have in-house fighting to decide who, you know, is going to be the dominant male. Which too, by the way, can get very violent. It's not very often that they will kill, kill one another, but I mean, the injuries can definitely lead to deaths. And we have seen brother kill brother in the past, so it is quite likely, but not very common. So they've got to get through all of this, and then they've got to mate to the lioness. Then they have to protect that lioness and ensure that she is protected from any other challenging coalitions. And those males will have to stand up to the next coalition who's going to come knocking at the door. And then so the cycle continues and goes on. So that's what it looks like to be a male lion. It's quite intense. Now, there's two other little interesting things that I'd love to share with you as well, just whilst this is all happening, just to bear in mind that those three brothers that we spoke about in our example, it's not only brothers that can form coalitions. Male lions are quite clever. They can see opportunity. So let's say, for example, those three brothers came across another male lion who was a solitary male. That solitary male would, depending on the situation, now can go both ways. Either they'll kill that male completely outright or drive him out the territory. Or if he shows that he's subservient to them, then they may consider having him along in the coalition. This gets quite tricky and there's no real set rules around this. And it really depends on the situation in the male lines, but it can happen. And in fact, it happens a little bit more than one might think. So you might go from a coalition of three brothers who grew up together to now a coalition of four. And the male lions know that this will serve them well because should another coalition of four male lions come along, they're going to want to have all four brothers and not three. So they're fully aware of that and they will accept other males into the coalition, which is really, really interesting. Now, I mean, can you imagine how intricate and, you know, what I've discussed so far is already super interesting and so delicate and so complicated with all the things that could potentially go wrong. The amount of testosterone flying around, life lessons, the, the hardships. I mean, it's just mind-blowing to be a male lion. Then enter the lionesses. Now, there's something very interesting what they do as well. So now let's say, for example, this coalition were to come in and, let's say, kill the coalition, that the existing coalition, and take over the whole territory. Our three brothers have killed the whole lot. Okay, and of, of male lions, that is. Now they come to the lioness. Obviously, we know they want to kill the cubs. But let's say, for example, there's a lioness who's um, about, let's say, 30 days, uh, sorry, three months pregnant. So very close to giving birth. Let's say, for example, she's heavily pregnant. She will, she might do something called fake estrus. So it's very interesting. She'll go up to the male lions, probably find the dominant one because he will probably assert himself. And she will mate with those lions. And she will try and fool them into thinking that the cubs she's carrying are in fact theirs and not the previous male's cubs. Fake estrus. And so in her hopes and her attempts is that when those cubs are born, she will introduce them to the males as their own. And this does work from time to time. We've seen it fail, but a lot of the times it does work. 
So lionesses now are very clever when these hostile takeovers with these male lions. So being a male lion is also not easy when it comes to siring cubs because they may not be yours. If you're a male lion, check twice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how it all works with the coalitions. And you can now see the value of it. So when you see a group of males together, you're not just looking at male lions, you now understand just how intricate, difficult, and brutal it can be to be a male lion. Um, I've just scratched the surface. And, you know, when you join us out on the safaris, we'll go much more in depth with this. And if we're lucky enough to come across a coalition of males um, or mating or even defending their territory, you know, if, if we get to see this sort of stuff, we can definitely go more in depth with it. But, you know, it, it's so interesting. And when you see it from, you know, when you look at a male lion through their own eyes, you really start to have an appreciation for what they have to go through and why they sort of get the term the king of the jungle. I suppose. I mean, there are other cats who follow suit, but the lions really have to put up with the brutality of the other bigger males, um, among other smaller intricacies that makes it very difficult for them to become a dominant male lion. So I hope you enjoyed this. I have got a blog on it as well. Check it out um, if you'd want to read up on some details there. It's a rehashed older blog that I've just refreshed and put some new info in. So it's a really cool read as well. It's on the website. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, as always, please feel free to shout. We'll be happy to help out. Um, it was awesome discussing this with you guys, and I will find a similar topic to discuss because I get really excited about this kind of stuff. I love animal behavior. But yeah, if you want to find out more, give me a shout. Drop us a message. We'll be very happy to help out. Hope you guys are staying safe and hope to see you out on safari. Until then, cheers.